Sam Borden, we are talking to you today on the 20th anniversary of what turns out to be a very specific moment in sports. And this is a moment that you are apparently obsessed with. And so on October 20th, 2002, when the St. Louis Rams were hosting the Seattle Seahawks, what exactly caught your eye? That game was week seven of the 2002 NFL season. And there was, you know, a lot of uh, offense going on. Marshall Falk scored four touchdowns. The Rams beat the Seahawks 37 to 20. But the thing that stuck out to me wasn't one of Falk's four touchdowns. It was what happened after his last touchdown. On third down, back to the ground. And yes, sir. Number four. That came with about six minutes to go in the game. The kicking team runs out onto the field and the Rams kick an extra point. Obviously, to the vast majority of people watching that game and certainly to the vast majority of people who've ever thought about that game ever since, that extra point wouldn't have any significance No, in fact, it was so insignificant that it wasn't even mentioned by anyone on the game broadcast. Here's the thing. Jeff Wilkins, the kicker who comes out and kicks that extra point, there was something going on with his foot. He wasn't wearing one of his shoes. Mm. And so as he kicks that extra point, that kick represented the last time that an NFL kicker scored a point barefoot. (laughs) That, as it turns out, was historic. And so what I wanted to do as somebody who really enjoys these kinds of quirky things in the sports world, I wanted to track down Wilkins. I wanted to find out how he felt being such a significant part of such a weird piece of history. And it turned out there was one big problem with my idea. What was the problem? The problem was the biggest problem you could possibly have. I called up Wilkins and he was very pleasant. I got him on the phone. We talked for a little bit and I said, hey, look, I really am fascinated with this whole barefoot kicking thing. I'd really love to tell the story of, you know, you being the last barefoot kicker in the NFL. And he said, hang on a second, I've actually been waiting for a long time to tell this to somebody. And (laughs) and when he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what is going to happen here? And I just sort of like got very quiet. And then he sort of got very quiet for like a good like beat or two or three. And then he said, listen, I wasn't barefoot. (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I said, wait, what? I said, look, I've seen video. I've seen pictures. Like, you are very clearly not wearing a shoe. It's, you know, this piece of history is all over the internet. There have been videos done. It's on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> the bastion of truth in the in the universe, Pablo. Absolutely. It's, it's on his Wikipedia page. He's the last barefoot kicker in the NFL. And he said, listen, his voice got, like, very strong and stout. And he said... I know how it looks, but this is the truth. I wasn't barefoot. And so this fun, quirky story idea that I had where I was going to, you know, do a little nostalgia piece about barefoot kicking, all of a sudden, it had become more of a mystery. (laughs) 
Sam Borden has a journalistic foot fetish. And I'm not really sure how else to describe it at this point. But you should check the archives. The man has seriously reported all manner of stories about kickers for years now. And yet, nothing has tickled his toes quite like the mystery of the last barefoot kicker. So today, the story of a quest for truth and justice and a heel turn for the ages. I'm Pablo Torre. It's Friday, October 21st. This is ESPN Daily. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with the smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So, Sam, before we get into this mystery that consumed you, the mystery of the last barefoot kicker, I first want you to paint the picture here of the NFL back in the 1980s, because that is when barefoot kicking, it turns out, was in its prime, right? I mean, how would you describe the aesthetics of this sport at the time? I mean, how would you describe the aesthetics of the 80s in the world, right? I mean, like, <laughs> there's lots of trends. There were fads. And in the NFL, that sort of looked like any number of things. There were mullets. There were, you know, very unironic mustaches. You know, you had Mike Ditko wearing essentially like a Christmas sweater on the sideline on game day. Mm. You know, I, I don't know if you remember this, Pablo, but I always sort of enjoyed seeing the defensive players wearing those giant neck rolls oh my coming up man. out of the back of their jerseys. No, so, Sam, it turned out that uh, wearing an airplane pillow while playing football just wasn't <laughs> super helpful in the end. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, you know, barefoot kickers in a lot of ways just fit into the mode that existed in the NFL at that time. And it makes a lot of sense when you think about it, because what is a barefoot kicker? This is a player who is willingly choosing to take off their shoes and kick in mud, in frozen turf and ice, because in their minds, it's a strategic advantage. Like, right. it doesn't make any sense, just like most of the things in the 1980s, but it was popular nonetheless. So there's a bravery here. There's a pioneering aspect to going barefoot as a kicker. So who took that first naked step? The barefoot trend basically begins with Tony Franklin. Kick is up and good. It's 20 to 7, Philadelphia. 20 yard field goal by Tony Toes. T O E S, that is. He's the guy who scores the first barefoot points when he's a rookie with the Eagles in 1979. And Franklin came from Texas. He went to Texas A&M where he kicked barefoot. And he said that he began kicking barefoot when he was much younger, mostly because in the hot Texas summers, he was running around without shoes on all day. And so when he was playing football and kicking, he just kind of kept the shoes off. 
there's like this tremendous clip, Pablo. Actually, when he was at Texas A&M, he kicked two field goals longer than 60 yards in one game. Franklin booms this 64-yard field goal, longest in NCAA history. In the third period, Franklin kicks this 65-yard field goal, breaking the NCAA record he set in the second quarter. Franklin begins the sort of barefoot revolution. And like any number of other trends, you know, Zubaz pants, maybe. I don't know if that was a thing for you. Uh, oh, but, yeah. You yeah. Know, Big zebra print. The zebra, exactly. is amazing. Um, you know, it caught on. And so at least for like a time, there were about a half dozen barefoot kickers in the NFL. And some punters even tried it at one point. And it was just sort of part of what we saw week to week in the NFL in the 1980s. What was the apex of the trend? What was the greatest moment in the history of barefoot kicking, would you say? You know, I think you could make a, 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 an argument for a couple of different ones, but to me, the Rich Carlos game-winning field goal overtime, 1986 AFC Championship game for the Denver Broncos... It's on the back of Elway's drive that ties the game. Now it may boil down to Rich Carlos's barefoot. Here's the snap. It's good. The hold is good. The kick is up. And it is good. The Denver Broncos have won the AFC championship. And Carlos is down and being mobbed at the 28-yard line. That probably is as good as you're ever going to get in barefoot kicking. Rich Carlos was, in a lot of ways, sort of the standard bearer for barefoot kickers. To have that kind of a moment where, you know, he runs out onto the field, beautifully naked on his foot, <laughs> and sends his team to the Super Bowl, I'm not sure you can do much better than that. No, it's the drive, capital T, capital D, and then the kick in all of its nude glory. Exactly, exactly. So the subject at the top of the show that we started with, Jeff Wilkins, right? I, I do want to get back to uh, the wiki feet of it all here. Oh, come Big, on, Pablo. I mean, but hold on. Come I, I, on. I, Sam, as journalists, <laughs> we're both looking at his Wikipedia page, and it does declare something very simple. Jeff Money Wilkins was the last player to kick barefoot in the NFL, doing so for the first seven games of the 2002 season. And so you end up getting him on the phone, he tells you that this is all wrong, and now it sounds like you're just in myth-busting mode, and you go off to meet Jeff Wilkins on foot. So yeah, I went to Youngstown, Ohio, which is where Wilkins grew up, where he settled after he retired in 2008, and you know, he gave me his address. He said to come see him. We go into his home office where he's got a replica of the Lombardi Trophy that he won with the Rams in 2000. We sit down. We start small talking a little bit about, you know, Kurt Warner, some of the greatest show on turf moments. And then at some point, the conversation turns to feet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do like the idea that this is actually the exact opposite of shoe leather reporting, incidentally. <laughs> how, how, how long does it take before you guys started, yeah, showing feet? You know, it, it probably took a good five, six minutes. I didn't want to just, you know, jump right in with it. Started with a little ankle first. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to ease into it first, you know, one toe at a time. And <laughs> at some point, I said, look, Jeff, I've got a picture here on my iPad and I need you to explain it to me. And so what I did <laughs> you went, was... You went, you went last dance with him. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. When you kick, 
Always wear shoes? That's a tough question. I would say I always had something on that resembled a shoe. Something that resembled a shoe? Yes. All right. Or a shoe. All right, smart guy. <laughs> How do you explain this? I basically turned the iPad around and it's a picture of him kicking and it's very clear that he is not wearing a shoe. You can see his toes clearly sticking up. Mm. And so I said, Jeff, like, how is this not barefoot? Oh, see, I, I've been waiting to get the truth out about this. It's not barefoot. If that's what, are you trying to tell me that's barefoot? We've been told that you're the last barefoot kicker in the NFL. How do you explain that? I see toes there. He takes it and he looks at it and he sort of, you know, pinches his fingers and zooms in. Yeah. And he says, okay, you do see toes. You do see toes. I do see toes. I can't argue that. Yeah. Count them up, Jeff. All five piggies. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I was like, the piggies are going to market right there while you're <laughs> kicking. And he said, look, you do see toes, but look at all that tape. I taped my foot as thick as if I had a shoe on it without the spikes on the bottom, if that makes any sense. And so I looked closer and it's true. His foot, other than the toes, are wrapped in layers and layers and layers of athletic tape. Mm. And that tape is the crux of his whole argument. He says that the tape that was around his foot was so thick, Pablo, it was like he was wearing a shoe. He said that it was maybe even <laughs> thicker than the leather of his cleats. It was taped as thick as a shoe, so therefore I'm saying it was not barefoot. No, Sam, it does sound like this is Jeff Wilkins finally having his day in court. No, totally. That's exactly what it was. It was like his closing argument. I mean, Pablo, listen to how he sounds. This is a guy who's very convinced of what he's saying. I would like to know the true definition of a barefoot kicker, because in my opinion, it's a guy whose foot is totally barefoot. Like Rich Carlos, Tony Franklin, they never had anything on their foot. You saw more than their toes. You saw their whole foot. And so just to be very clear about this, Sam, Jeff Wilkins, his argument is that the tape is not, it's not a technicality here. It's actually the entire thing. It's the reason he is not self-identifying as a barefoot kicker, which is just an existential conundrum. I do want to continue to unravel with you here, but let's unravel the tape first, right? What is the story behind the tape then? So what he explained to me was that the tape was essentially like a fix-it you know, a Band-Aid. For him, he had kicked with shoes his entire career, uh, including in Super Bowl 34, when he kicked three field goals and two extra points and the Rams won a title. But heading into the 2002 season, he was struggling. I was struggling with kicking the ground. I had a uh, mechanical flaw, I guess, in my kicking. It was to the point where I needed to make something happen or I was probably gonna get cut. I was not kicking very well kept kicking the ground, and then my foot would come up and hit the ball the wrong way. Scraping the ground, kicking the ground behind the ball, that's like a very common problem, but Wilkins just could not figure out how to stop doing it. And he was getting worried, he told me, about 
you know, like, look, we see it every week. Kickers do not exactly have the strongest job security no. uh, in the NFL, right? I mean, they are replaceable for sure. And he was trying everything. At one point, he even took like a Dremel tool and ground down the cleats on the front of his <laughs> shoe, trying to get like a, a lower profile. He even replaced the cleat at the front toe with that little snap, Pablo, that like you snap your helmet into. So he's inventing, he's inventing ways to reduce the layer between him and the earth. Yeah, basically, yes, exactly. He's trying literally everything until one day he took off his shoe entirely. I didn't want to go barefoot because I fooled around with that as a drill, but never, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable with it. I didn't really like it. It wasn't for me. So I thought, well, let me tape my foot as thick as a shoe. So it literally was like having a shoe without the spikes on the bottom. And it helped me to clear the ground without kicking the ground until I could figure out, because we're in the season right now, until I could figure out how to fix it. This feels like the story of a desperate man, Sam. <laughs> that, that's exactly what it was. He said, I was desperate. He said, you know, look, everybody thinks kickers are crazy anyway. My teammates obviously made fun of me when they saw it, but it worked. So Jeff Wilkins does all of this to avoid getting punted himself. <laughs> essentially. And and so how does it go with the tape on as, as he is partly mummifying himself? He does pretty well. I mean, uh, you know, he, he makes, I think, nine of 12 field goals. He makes all of his extra points. He's, to his mind, way more consistent. And he goes through the first seven weeks of the season kicking with this tape all over his foot. Then after that win against the Seahawks, where he kicks that extra point late in the fourth quarter, the Rams have a bye, and at that point, he has sort of two weeks where he can put the shoe back on, figure out if the technique that he's honed with the shoe off is transferable. Turns out that it was, and he puts the shoes back on and keeps them on for the rest of his career, including the following season when he has his best year, statistically speaking. He's an all-pro and leads the league in scoring. And so now that you know that, yeah, the shoe fits for Jeff Wilkins, <laughs> where does that leave you and your whole reporting quest? When I left Wilkins's house, I needed to think more on it, honestly. You know, like I was still sort of caught up in the toes thing. Yeah, understandably. I'm looking at these pictures and I'm sort of like, that's barefoot, I think. Yeah, me think the kicker doth protest too much. A little bit, a little bit. But I also, look, as a journalist, I also felt like, okay, Let's say that he's telling the truth. Let's say that in reality, he wasn't barefoot. Who was? And so at that point, I felt like, all right, I need to go back, do some more research, do some more reporting, and solve the mystery. If it's not Wilkins, who is it? All right, Sam, after the break, the search for the last true barefoot kicker is a foot. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. 
Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to, say, 100 bucks and below. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot. Taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. So, Sam, with Jeff Wilkins currently out of the picture, who are the other leads you're considering? Whose footprints are you trying to follow now? So, there were other options. As we talked about, there were plenty of other barefoot kickers. And so I was looking at Paul McFadden. He was NFC Rookie of the Year in 1984, kicking barefoot for the Eagles. Tony Franklin, like we talked about, maybe he was the guy, maybe he was the first and the last. Rich Carlos, like we talked about, had that incredible kick to send the Broncos to the Super Bowl. And then I came across a guy named Mike Lansford. And Lansford, like Wilkins, was a kicker for the Rams. So I do some research and I find that in the 1990 season, Lansford and Carlos are the last two barefoot kickers left in the NFL. That season, the last week of games, is on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 1990. And on that day, Carlos doesn't kick but Lansford kicks a fourth quarter extra point for the Rams in what is a otherwise completely nondescript loss to the Saints. Mike Lansford is 40 for 41 in conversions this year. Mike McDonald's the snapper. And you hear nothing in the dome here, but a lot of cheering in Dallas and Fort Worth. That offseason both he and Carlos retire. Mm. And so it seems to me like at that point, Lansford's kick would represent the last barefoot kick in the NFL if we leave Wilkins out. So we go to see Mike Lansford and see what he thinks to find out if he believes that he is truly the last barefoot kicker.
And so you go and huff it to meet Mike Lansford now. And what is his origin story in the world of barefoot kicking? It's kind of funny, Pablo. In a lot of ways, there are some similarities to him and Wilkins in that Lansford kicked for the Rams from 1982 to 1990. And he said that when he got to the pros, he struggled because at that time in high school and in college, kickers were allowed to use this little tiny like block it almost looked like the kind of block like a kid would play with, you know? And mm. it would sit on the grass, and then the holder would put the ball on top of the block. So the ball was raised up so that, you know, young kickers would be able to get the ball in the air a little more easily. But Lansford said that when he got to the pros and the block was no longer allowed, he really struggled to feel like he could get under the ball because he felt like the ball was always sitting down in the turf. In 81, you know, I'm still determined to try and figure this thing out. You know, I, I, I knew it was, just, it was just a matter of my foot not getting low enough on the ball. One day I'm working out and I had some old nasty shoes on and I developed a blister on my heel. That day I took my shoe off and I realized at the time that Tony Franklin was in the league. And Tony Franklin had been in the league for maybe a year and a half, two years at the time. He was doing very well. He was a barefoot kicker. I tried it. It made all the difference in the world. It allowed me to strike lower on the ball and faster. I had a faster foot. The end result was I had a lot more power and had a good career. So the logic here is similar, actually, to Jeff Wilkins's logic. He wants to get lower to the ground to get the ball exactly how he likes it. But the big difference here is that Mike Lansford is loud and proud about it. A hundred percent. He never wanted to put the shoe back on. Wilkins desperately wanted to put the shoe back on. Lansford really enjoyed the barefoot kicking thing. I mean, reveled in it. He said if he hadn't figured out that barefoot kicking would help him, he's not sure that he ever would have made it in the NFL. That's the only way I was gonna make it in the NFL, and I got lucky. I had a blister one day, took my shoe off, made the Rams, nine years. That's all I got. So in his mind, barefoot kicking essentially saved his career. And so when we asked him, Mike, what do you think about this whole Jeff Wilkins or you thing? He very much believes that he is the last barefoot kicker in the NFL. My name is Mike Lansford, and I am the last barefoot kicker in the NFL. And I think part of it, Pablo, is what we were saying before. There is a self-identification quality to this whole thing that I think is important. Maybe this is a little bit too far afield, but you know, if you wanna be a nudist, just being naked isn't enough. You have to believe that being <laughs> naked is a healthier way to live. And I kind of think the same premise applies to barefoot kicking. And for what it's worth, Pablo, if you and the audience doesn't want to take my word for it, I did go and talk to what I think would be a fairly significant expert in the field. I went and talked to Justin Tucker, who maybe is the mm. greatest kicker in NFL history. And I, yes. have, I have to tell you, he was completely intrigued by the whole idea of barefoot kicking. He made it very clear that there is no chance that he will ever kick barefoot. But he had a really interesting take, and he said to me, I don't know, if you're wearing flip-flops, are you technically barefoot? 
Um, maybe it would have to be a combination of toes out, heel out, touching ground to be considered full, fully barefoot. So I think Jeff may have a point when he's saying that he did not consider himself to be a barefoot kicker. Jeff Wilkins wasn't a barefoot kicker. He was a kicker who took off his shoe. Mike Lansford absolutely was a barefoot kicker, fully bought in on the idea that he was kicking barefoot. And so I think when the rubber meets the road, ultimately that makes a significant difference. And I think ultimately Lansford is the last barefoot kicker in the NFL. And so where does this leave Jeff Wilkins then? What happens to his Wikipedia page? Yeah, Pablo, I mean, the Wikipedia page obviously plays a really prominent role in all of this. And so I think after considering all of the evidence, after talking to Mike Lansford and an expert like Justin Tucker and looking at the video and the photos, I hereby call on Diddleyman2004, who is the <laughs> Wikipedia user that edited Jeff Wilkins's page years uh, ago to include the line that he was the NFL's last barefoot kicker. I call on Diddley Man 2004 <laughs> to change it. Yes, in the spirit of the 80s. Mr. Diddley Man, tear down this wall. Wilkins, he said it himself, you know. He said that he felt like he wasn't a barefoot kicker. Those other guys were. He said, this is what he said to me, and I, I really, I like this quote. I feel like it's a little disrespectful to those guys who actually did kick barefoot and wanted to kick barefoot their whole career because I had tape on it, so I, I was a fake barefoot kicker, if you want to call it. Those guys were legit. It does sound like in a genuine way that he respects the Mike Lansfords of the world enough that Jeff Wilkins was genuinely concerned about, like, stolen valor, about, about soul and valor, you might say. You know, Pablo, I went all over, talked to people on both coasts of this country, trying to figure out who the last barefoot kicker in the NFL really was. And I guess somebody could say that Maybe it doesn't matter, you know? Maybe maybe it makes no difference in this crazy world who the last <laughs> barefoot kicker really was. But to Jeff Wilkins, it mattered. And to me, that was enough. Sam Borden, thank you for sharing this true journalistic feat. Thanks, Baba. I'm Pablo Torre. This has been ESPN Daily. And our show is produced by Bradford Craig, Alexander Hyacinth, Mike Johns, Heather Lombardo, Ryan Nantel, Mike Philbrick, Andy Tennant, Chris Tuminello, and Aaron Vale. Special thanks this week to Andre Soto, Deontay Epps, Tyrus Ray, Eric Dowling, and Jackson Agelo. I'll talk to you Monday. <laughs> <laughs>